Welcome to this week's episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. Please remember that we are not professional tipsters and always, always gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to our updated power rankings from the Life on the Bridal podcast. I'm your host, Will Taylor. Joining me as usual are two resident guests, Mr. Josh Bursey. Hello. Hello. Good evening. And Mr. Jack Holden. Hello there. Good evening. How are you? Very, very well. Very well. Gents, uh, let's get, let's crack on, get straight into it. Power rankings. We... Jack will be leading on this, as usual, so we're going to hand over to him. He's going to explain his process, and then we can crack on. Fantastic. Thank you, Will. So our power, my power ranking section basically ranks all the horses in form at the moment. Those are the top 10 horses that I think are currently in the best form over the national hunt in the UK and Ireland. And it's going to be, we'll be doing a power ranking for the chasers, and we'll do, be doing a power ranking for the hurdlers. Now, I will say before before I start, this is very Cheltenham Festival heavily influenced. Uh, for good reason, there were some really standout performances, and the majority of these horses all took part at some point or another over the course of that week. So, without further ado, I'm going to start, and we're going to start with the chasers. And then at number 10, I have to include him. Just myself and Josh were left heartbroken at the end of day one. We thought we'd got a big pot coming our way. Um, things didn't quite work out. Josh has a, an opinion on this race, um, how it panned out. Jamie Cos just couldn't get the job done on chemical energy. And Guyard Dumanil stayed on like an absolute train to... Uh, to beat Chemical Energy about 100 yards from the line, maybe a touch further out. There was a gutting moment for myself and Josh. However, it was a really strong performance. And as we said, he could win, and he did win, but at evens, it wasn't one to touch, but it was a strong performance nonetheless. A big faller for my power rankings, a very, very big faller. Um, unfortunately, Mighty Potter just did not fire on all cylinders. Um, at the festival. I'm not going to drop him out of the uh, table completely because the work he's done this season still has been pretty good and did did place in the race as well. Stayed on quite nicely, but just left himself far too much to do. And unfortunately, the race was lost really before, he, before they started coming up the hill. In eighth position, I've gone for Jerry Colon, who's a who's He's sticking around that top top of the bottom of the table. Uh, strong performance, stayed on really nicely actually, and would suggest to me that Gold Cup distance at Cheltenham could be his distance for the future. Certainly wasn't disgraced, but like Mighty Potter again, you know he was left with far too much to do. And in seventh position, I've gone for Korak Rambler, who is now a two-time Ultima Handicap Chase winner. I think at the start of the week you would have thought, oh, he's won it once. Horses don't really come back and win these big handicaps twice, let alone twice in a row. However, he won it in almost identical fashion to last yeah. year. Stormed up stormed up the hill and is now 
pretty much a consensus favourite for the Grand National, which is going to be really interesting at the end of April, mid-April, sorry. In sixth position, I have gone for Stage Star, who got up under a really fine performance, won at Cheltenham Trials Day, and the three of us were there, and we, we thought it was a strong performance, you know, but that was it. We didn't really think, oh, he's going to go on and um, and rock the Turners. And he did. It was pretty a pretty dominant victory in the end. Um, and he's, he's earned a place on this list. Mm. Unfortunately for Will, it goes from the the very good to the very, very bad here. Um, <laughs> and Enigamine is in at fifth after having not been ranked previously. Oh. <laughs> has stormed, stormed up into fifth position. The race fell apart, really. It was a pretty poor renewal of the champion chase. However, Enigamine just was a class above everything else. Um, just pushed everything to, to one side, really, and did it, did it pretty much at a canter. In fourth position, I've gone for the winner of the Brown Advisory, the real whacker. Really Ooh. strong performance there with Sam Twist and Davis on board. Stayed on really nicely. The front-running performance, Jerry Colom could not quite get there. In third, I'm sticking with Brave Man's game. I think what the Gold Cup race showed us, you can probably guess who number one is going to be. But yeah. a lot of horses have not come close to Galapan de Champ. And jumping the last Galapin de Champ Brave Man's game is an image which will stick with me for a very very long time and I'm sure. I just I just think it showed that the Brave Man's game has alleviated people's concerns about how he can't handle Cheltenham he can't deal with the hill he has to have fair weather and the ground was it wasn't good it was soft but still testing enough for him going up the hill he showed plenty and he's only been beaten was it seven and a half, eight lengths in the end? And I think, really, a horse that could be just a world beater for the rest of his career, to finish within that sort of distance, I think is really impressive. So, Brave Man's game, a well-earned third spot here. In second, and this pains me, I've gone for El Fabiolo, who Ooh. I thought put in a really, really nice performance. He's just, he's destroyed John Bond. And I hate to say it, it may not it may not look like that, but there was, I'd say coming coming down coming down around the back, there was only going to be one winner. There was that race, it didn't fall to him very well because I don't think his his jumping was particularly slick. I think I thought John Bond jumped better, more consistently, but I thought the pace that he showed to get away from each of his fences, even though he brushed a couple of them was really, really impressive. So I've put him at two, and obviously number one is Galapin de Champ, who was just imperious. And like El Fabioli, did not jump particularly well. I didn't think I don't think the race fell his way at all, and he's had to put in a lot of effort to win that. And coming up to a Brave Man's Games quarters going over the last was an incredible effort. And the way he quickened away down the hill was just absolutely incredible. And without question, he is number one in the post-Cheltenham Festival Chasers power rankings.
Well, there you go. Questions. There's your, there's your top ten. Josh, we'll start with your reactions. I, I I think the list has got a lot going for it. I'll be honest with you. I agree yeah. with a lot of the rankings. I agree with having El Fabiolo that high up there. I actually agree that Corrett Rambler was on there, and I've had that one written down at the start to question if he wasn't on there. Um, I'm shaking my head at one omission, though. One omission in particular. Go for it. Do you know who it is? No, because this list is perfect. Oh. Envoy Allen. Okay. Where is Envoy Allen? Given you had Shishkin in at third place last time, and Envoy Allen has beaten Shishkin quite convincingly, he's yeah. nowhere to be seen. Fair comment. I think, personally, a lot of my opinions on Shishkin came in after what happened at Ascot. I also think that the, he would have won the Ryanair at Cheltenham if it had not been for that horrific blunder. Um, <laughs> but I also... Was the race that strong? Was it a vintage renewal of the Ryanair? Were the, were the best horses... Was Is Shishkin run at his right distance? I mean, it, I don't... Effectively, if Al, you've got to think, if Alaho was there, would he have won that race? He would have demolished the, that field if he was in that race. I think. I think he he clean, clean, clears off by eight lengths plus in that race easily. Um, so that's my that that was the, the the main reason for it. I do understand it. I'll give an honourable mention because it was a winner for me, or a, a rare winner for me at the festival. Um, yeah. No, no, I, I completely get the reasoning. I just, I would say that not even being ahead of a horse that finished third in the Turners is an insult. But you, I'm looking at the form this season. He's won two grade ones. Fair enough. There's your form. He's won two grade ones. Fair but anyway, moving on. I'll be honest, I didn't expect this horse to be on the list, but I am, I do think he should be there. He was on the last list. It's a hoy senor. Oh, I thought oh, he was oh. going great guns when coming down in the Gold Cup. He'd done everything right to that point. Uh, and I, I think I he at least deserved to, he at least deserved to creep in the end. Oh. I think it was a reach to have him at uh, six or seven last time. And yeah. He didn't finish the race. That's 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 all. You know, he was going great guns, but you know, you don't you don't you don't win medals for falling at the last or whatever it was. Um, yeah, yeah, it was quite a few out to be fair. Three um, from home, I think. Yeah. But, so yeah, okay, he, fair enough. But I could I could see him if he's going to Aintree in the form in the with the potential for I'll say the potential form he's shown this season. I think he could clear off in the uh, in in the bowl. I think he's going to be going for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he will be. But are we up against Shishkin, Jack? And you did say you weren't sure about the distance, so well, you know, well, I think it's going to be a great race. I think it's it could potentially be, well, it's going to be a far better race than the Ryan there was. Um, it'll be really yeah. interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. How about Noble Yates then? It, it's a tough. The Noble Yates is a tough one because I don't. I don't. I don't know where I stand with him as a horse. I, he's. I don't. I don't think he's going to win the national because 
of the the waiting situation. And it, it makes me it makes me think where's his next what because he's so poorly weighted everywhere, it makes me think where his next win is gonna come from. It's almost as if he has to completely fail somewhere. Because every the last two runs at Cheltenham, he's he's stayed on like an absolute train. And there therefore, you know, when he's hand, when they're doing his handicap marks and stuff, you can't can you re- you can't take him down a notch or two. Okay, if and big if he does go and win the national, would he re-enter the list? Almost certainly. That's that's too, yeah, because the the form has been there without winning this season. So he's on the, he's on the cusp. Um, I mean, he has won this season. He won at Aintree. Well, well, I, I'm, talk, I'm talking. He didn't win. The, he didn't win the Gold Cup, which people mm-hmm. tipped him up for. Didn't win at Trials Day, which people really yeah. thought he might do something at. Um, on the uh, yeah, on the big stage, I don't think he's done it this year. If he goes and wins the national, he's top seven. Fantastic. And my last kind of slight, slight. I mean, I, I wouldn't have put this horse on the list personally. Yeah. But due to where you put certain horses, it finished around in other races. It makes sense to mention not long till May, who was second in the turners in between Stage Star and Mighty Potter. What are your thoughts on not long till May? Not for me. I, it, I don't know. I, I, th- I think some of the, the horses I have in there, the horses that he, he beat... So beating Mighty Potter, Mighty Potter has shown a lot this season, and but he he lost and didn't deserve to win um, that race. That race, hence he's dropped from number one all the way down to number nine, which is quite a yeah. fortune race. So not long until May, I would I would say you, if there was, it was if it was a top fifteen, could be in there. Top ten, not quite, and. I'm just a little bit interested in the structure of your list because you've got El Fabiolo in at two and Enigamine in at five. So you've got the yeah. novice ahead of the championship. But when you jump to the three mile chasers, you've got the uh, the open company chasers in ahead of the novices. So you, do you think it's a particularly good good year for the novice two mile chasers? I think I think the the situation with the two mile chasers is quite unique at the moment because the champion chase division. Is terrible right now. I don't. I really. El Fabiola will go to the Champion Chase next year, and will destroy them. It won't. It won't be close. It won't be close. I don't, will not be. Will not be close to El Fabiola. We'll see what what Edwardson comes back next year. We'll see. I just what I've seen from El Fabiola this season, just. Completely eclipses what Enigamine has shown. You can't take away from a champion. You can't take away from a. He's a, he's a dual champion. champion chase winner. He is. But again, this season, really, he's won the big race. And from coming from from coming from out of the top ten, winning one race has got him back in the top ten. So, in terms of form this year. Not been great, but he, he, did, he did it when it mattered, so he's on the list. Well, that is my my questions answered, some somewhat satisfactory, shall we shall we say? 
Uh, Will, have you got anything? I've been sitting here quite patiently listening, and there have been some things I've agreed with, and some things that are stewing in disgust. <laughs> I, I agree with you on not long till mate. Definitely not in the top ten. Um, it was a good performance, but not a top ten. Uh, when you actually, I, I was worried at the start of the list. You talk about chemical energy. I thought, oh my god, not put chemical energy at <laughs> ten. I no, I, uh, I thought you had to. I thought you put and it in I was, there. I was, I was just. I thought, well, I may as well not listen because this is going to be absolutely crap. <laughs> Uh, Mighty Potter going from first to ninth. I think that's quite a steep drop. Uh, Jerry Colom at eight. Yeah, that's fine. Quite Rambler, I think it's a good one. Stage Star, I think that's a good one. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder why. Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Wages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, you can listen to our Cheltenham Review podcast and see that. Um, <laughs> now, first, first thing I will actually say is... Uh, Kind of, I've, I've mentioned this already, but I thought I'd mention it again. A public apology for talking up Edwardston so passionately in power rankings videos, in the podcasts we've done, in the previews, napping it up. And now I'm going to go full circle and say Enigamine should be higher than fifth. There's a horse I've given no credit. And Enigamine, wow. when you, uh, he should be higher than fifth. Champion, dual champion chase winner, won very, very well. Yeah, okay, ground suited. But won very very well, and when you come up with El Fabiola, which wins the Arkle against not a lot, okay, he's done on, he's done against, on form. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. Dominion yes, has but, won but, the race that's fallen apart. Yeah, but for champion chase, a, a, a terrible champion chase. Yes, uh, the Arkle. He had El Fabiola and John Bond, and is John Bond really all that? I think there was a lot more in that Arkle than just those two. I thought Dysart Dynamo. Okay, yeah, yeah, Dysart Dynamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I'm not, not, not apologising. When, when you say El is just going to destroy them all in the champion chase, I said, the touch. Are they going to go, go? No, they won't go head to head at Punchestown, but um, I'd love to see that. I'd love to show people the truth. But El Fabiola was very impressive and did very well. But, but the, form, think, the, the, form, think, the form is better, and he's been more taking yeah, in his performances this year. That's, that's fair enough, but I, I think fifth is harsh for Enigamine, bearing in mind what the champion chase. But I mean, he was, out, the, he was the, he's the, gone from out the list to fifth, so... But you, yeah, you said but, it was to do with form. You didn't say it was to do with rising and lowering. The form... <sighs> it's falling apart! It's not, it's not falling apart at all. And El Fabiolo's second. That... Look at that yeah. jump. Oh, oh dear, dear. Real Wacker, I don't think should be fourth. Brave, to be honest, I'd probably have Brave Man's game second. I'd probably have Brave Man's game second. Galapan first, I can't disagree with that. I'd probably have Brave Man's game second. I'd have Elegamine third or fourth. Um, Ahoy Ooh. Senor, I mean, what is this? Uh, Ahoy Senor <laughs> getting into the top then, absolute nonsense. Of course, now I'm saying this, I know Ahoy Senor is going to win at Aintree now. Um, again, <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, uh, that's that's fine. But my my money okay, will ma- certainly ma- be on. Maybe going very well, but still fell. Still, still didn't get a job done. So no, not for me. Uh, Envoy Allen, again, another apology to the listeners. A horse that I gave at the time of the recording, I gave no chance in uh, in the Ryanair. Um, and you know, I can see the smiles on Josh and Jack's faces now. Well, saying this. Two, two uh, of your uh, two, two of your colleagues uh, tipped him up. So yes, you did. You did. Fair enough. 
But you know, yeah. who 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 thought Margie Potter was great value at four at five to four? That, that, that's very true. Very true. And who, who laid I, Margie I, Potter? I, I, I never went on record as saying great value. <laughs> I, I, you, I, I, I did. I did. I, I said yeah. he was great value. That was me. I hold my I, hands up. There you go. Uh, Jack, did you say it was quote disgusting? Well, that might be Josh as well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, I think that was no. I, I yeah. But look, I apologize. Ireland, you probably should actually have him there. But that doesn't mean that I don't disagree with what you said, Jack, about how I think Alaho would have won that. Uh, certainly, Alaho near near enough best would have would have would have cleaned up there. But I don't think there's too many horses that are outside that top ten that I would have in there. I think it's a relatively decent ten. I disagree slightly with the makeup, but overall, it's it's better than I thought it was going to be. Well, thank you very much. Okay, uh, so we'll hand we'll head over now to the hurdling power rankings. I'm sure there's going to be some great debate over the makeup of the top of oh, the uh, ranking two and ten. There may not be some debate over what's ranked one, but there'll be debate between two and ten. Uh, Jack, I'll just hand over to you again to hold court and uh, tell us power rankings. All, all so, about, all about me. It's all about. Um, oh, I'm going to brutally. <laughs> I'll be brutally honest here. Six to ten is absolute. Just bun fight. They they could all be six. They could all be ten. So the top five is where it gets gets tasty. At number ten, um, oh I don't know. I'm going to get so much abuse for the six to ten here. It it's it's almost in no particular order. Six to ten. I've gone for Langer Dan. Um, mm-hmm. Just that, just that you knew he was going to win at some point. And yeah. it was so obvious he was going to win, and yet I didn't back him. And it was a, it was a really tidy, smart performance. I thought I don't didn't really look coming. I think coming over the second last, I think there was only going to be one winner. Personally, I thought it was a pretty comfortable success in the end. I've, in at number nine, oh. This is going to really rile up Josh. He's going to be furious. <laughs> in, the number, in the number nine, I've gone for tier two. <laughs> um, really? I was really, I was really impressed with the performance. Um, and this is going to anger Josh even more. At number eight, <laughs> I've gone for side Burley. Um, just for the, you know, you sort of using Will's logic for Enigamine. Winning the champion chase, you know, he's won the stairs hurdle, he's won the championship race. Look, um, I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jack, but you're completely right to have them there. I, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, look, the disclaimer was there. This is an absolute melee. Um, <laughs> number seven, I've gone for Love Envoy. I Ooh. was, I was really taken aback. Actually, I did not think she had a run like that in her. To be, be being beaten by Honeysuckle, who has put in a, a a really superb performance. Actually, I can't can't take that away from her. Um, but Love M, Love Envoy stuck stuck with it till the, the very very end, and has only been beaten by a horse who's won seventeen out of nineteen races in her career, multiple Grade One winner, and she's got up and done the job. 
Um, but Love Envoy stuck around really nicely there. I'm really looking forward to her going over to Punches Down to taking on the Irish. And um, Honeysuckle won't be there. So she could go over and get the job done there. That would be really nice to see. And in si- at six, I've gone for State Man, who... The, the the issue the issue we have in the champion hurdle is you have Constitution Hill, who I'm not saying is could be the greatest hurdler of all time, could be, and you have horses who are just you know using one of Will's expressions, but they're cars in the world of aeroplanes. So <laughs> so like he's. Any other champion hurdle, he could, he would have got, he would have gone really, really close. I, and I think he's still got a lot of potential. So he's he's dropped from uh, second to sixth. Lost nothing in defeat. I, you can't you can't compare losing to Constitution Hill by under ten lengths. To be fair enough, the first horse has done come within ten lengths, um, yeah. all bit slowed down. Um, in the top five, I'm I'm really really strong, and I think number five, gone honeysuckle. It, it, look, I I will be I'll be the first to admit I have never been one of her biggest fans. She has brought a lot to racing. Her connection with Rachel Blackmore and everything that's been superb for racing. But I've actually not seen much on the track, which has backed up her performances. I've always thought she's been a bit fortunate she's never come across a good one however this is arguably the deep the deepest mare's hurdle there's ever been it was set up to be one of the best races of the festival and i think it was actually it was a really deep race there's some really quality horses in there and she's come up really nicely and done a fantastic job and she's bowed out uh an absolute superstar whether you think she's beaten much or not when it's mattered coming off two defeats Everyone had written her off. She's got the job done. Number four, I've gone for Bossy Mouth. Could be a potential superstar, I think. It was a really, really nice performance um, in the triumph hurdle. I know Josh isn't particularly keen on the triumph hurdle as a race, but she's beat, She's reversed the form with Gallimarso, which people said she would. I certainly thought she would. Um, and there was a lot of money for Blood Destiny, and I... I said, I said it all along, Blood Destiny, I don't really see it. And Blood Destiny didn't turn up, but Lossy Mouth has done that pretty comfortably in the end. Ironed out the potential uh, flaws in her jumping. A really strong, nice ride from Paul Townend to get her across to the rail. And she's done that really, really nicely. And I think she could be, she definitely could be one for the future going going forward. Number three was is the first leg of the Barry Connell double. I've gone for Marine Nationale. Oh yes, I, I was the, the the I could not I could not bear it if the double had come through. However, <laughs> Marine Marine Nationale that was a really striking performance actually. I don't think Fasol Vega lost much in defeat. I thought that uh, Fasol the race the game, the game plan went as it should. Just being beaten by a better horse, and I think two miles is not Fasol Vega's preferred distance. Two miles is Marine Nationale's preferred mm. distance, and Barry Connell seems to think 
Marie Nationale can take on Constitution Hill next year in the champion hurdle. We will see. I don't think don't think so. However, it was a really striking performance and put together a couple of really, really nice victories this year. So Marie Nationale at three. Number two have gone for Impero Pass. I just that that was a, a scintillating performance. Did everything right. I just don't really think I can put a fault in the performance at all. The ba- I thought it was a strong Ballymore. I thought there were some really good horses in that race. A lot of horses who were tipped up. Um, good land. Uh, Her- Hermes Allen. A lot of money for them at the start. But Marine, but uh, sorry, and Perry passes made them look pretty average, really. And that was a really, really strong performance. Uh, at number one, Constitution Hill. Enough said. Right. Uh, oh, over, over to you. Uh, I'll go. I'll go first. This one, Josh, and then you can take it. We'll take over. Uh, For the proper really. Yeah, I really disagree with uh, your top three there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I've got no complaints with, with top the top three. No complaints at all. It's completely how I'd have it. Um, but state man should not be six. That's the first thing I'll say. State Lower. Man should not be six. Uh, I, I completely no, should, agree. Completely agree. Should be higher. Should definitely be higher. Should, higher. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. State man came second in the champion to Constitution Hill, who is, you know, you don't need to. We, all the superlatives that can be said about Constitution Hill have been said. So that's fine. So in any other year, it would have been very, very competitive. One, uh, an Irish champion hurdle. This is a horse that has had a very, very good year. <coughs> to, go, to drop from second to sixth just because what we thought was going to happen happened, I think is wrong. I would probably have Stateman fourth. Fair comment. Um, okay. I would. Right. No, I, I would still have Marine National and Imperi Pass ahead of it because I thought they were very impressive in quite competitive races. But I'd have Stateman for. Can uh, I just Honeysuckle. jump in there? Yeah, Can I just yeah, jump yeah, in yeah, there? yeah. Um, sure. you've been bad mouthing Honeysuckle Jack all year, mm-hmm. all year, and Stateman beat Honeysuckle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why is Stateman behind Honeysuckle? All of a sudden, I don't. I really don't understand it. Because she's the she's the people's horse and deserves a top five finish. And and oh. yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. She deserves a top five finish at the expense of Lossy Mouth. So you're putting the second in the champion hurdle, and you're putting two places ahead the winner of the triumph. There's a yeah. four year old for crying out loud. Yes, I just think an exceptional performance all round. Just magical. From Lossy um, Mouth, she's, will... she's not beaten much. I will. There are three tiers to this list. You've got 7th to 10th, which is just an absolute melee. I would say 4th, to fourth, 5th and 6th are pretty much interchangeable. Oh, he's backtracking already. There we go. Uh, no, I, can't, I, you I, can't handle the truth. I, I'd say they're pretty much interchangeable. I understand that you would say Stateman's 4th. I understand that completely. Um, but I just think the, the emotion and the just... Surrounding honeysuckle and just what a world class horse he's been. Absolute loving that. You are, you are a changed man. <laughs> you coward. You absolute coward. Uh, I, I will. I will say I'm surprised that you haven't snuck Fasal Vega in there. I was. I, I, I said Fasal Vega was my lay of the day, and I was right. But was 
I was impressed. I was shocked. I was so, so shocked how competitive Fasal Vega was. Mm. And I was lucky Marie Nationale was as good as, as it is because I could have been in a bit of trouble <laughs> 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 if I wasn't in it already. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised they don't have Fasal Vega in there. Uh, you have to have Sidi Burley in. Won the, won the stairs hurdle. Josh is looking furious. <laughs> I mean, it was it it, it 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 was a race where most people were like, "Oh, really?" You I know? mean, mm. while, while but, you're while you're on the topic, the stairs hurdle was a messy race. It was. It went. I think, in my opinion, it went from arguing what could have been the best race of the festival to just an absolutely terrible race. Now, Dashiell Trasher, as I have said many times before, <laughs> does not stay three miles. No, he, he stays, stays two, two miles. miles. Six, Six and, and a half, half furlongs. Furlong. Yeah. So, obviously, I had an anti-post docket on Dashiell Drasher and was getting excited up the hill. Yeah. Um, Dashiell Drasher came second in that race. Yeah. That that demotion was an absolute disgrace. Well, still but happened, though, didn't it? What's what, what the say? I believe they are considering an appeal, and they might appeal. Um, I thought they already had to be fair, but I've, 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 I've been out of it a while, but. <laughs> Tihapu, really? Yeah, when it happens, Grace Josh. I thought his, I thought, I thought he was a strong form from Tihapu. Tihapu also beat Honeysuckle. <laughs> yeah. The 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 well, the lady and saviour, I should say, rather than Lord and saviour. Well, I, I, I don't want to see Dash or Drasher on this list because he's not oh. good enough. But a horse <laughs> that has beat, only just beaten Dash or Drasher should not be anywhere near this list. Look, if you, start, if, if you don't stop complaining, Paisley Park's going for it. So, it's up to you. <laughs> oh, it's a dictatorship now. <laughs> it is. I'm in charge. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Fasal Vega possibly could have been on there. You know I don't like Fasal Vega. But... I was, I think, deserving of a place. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough one. I can, I considered it. He, sh- he definitely showed far more than what he did at um, last time at Leopardstown. Yeah. But again, he's been beaten, so it's just the form was not there. Let me pose this question to you then: If Gaelic Warrior had run in the Coral Cup, where would he have finished? Ooh. How? Mm. That's a really difficult one because it would have, it would have depended on how how he had been running the race because mm. his jumping is fine until he takes the lead and then he starts jumping very right. So I don't know if if if. If it had gone like Jamie Moore did Goshen in the Triumph a couple of years ago and come from round the bend right to the stand side, I think could could have gone close, could have gone very very close. Um, but it's it's a hypothetical, it's a hypothetical situation. Yeah, yeah, it is. In, it is, in, it is. In, in at their best, if you rule out any mistakes, could have been a winner. Could have been a winner. I'm not. I'm not. But I. I can't oh. say. I can't say otherwise. It's really. It's a really difficult. One. Would have been. Would have been. Would have been a place for me. A top five finish for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Langer-Dan, I think he possibly could have replaced with Jelly Warrior there. Maybe, maybe, but, you know, another day for yeah. it. Yeah. Camp Where's Camp Rond? If dry, would have won. Um, back Camp Rond at Punchestown. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Back Camp Rond at yeah. Punchestown. Um, my last question. What about Aroko? Mm. Mm. I was thinking about it. It was a striking performance to finish the festival in the Martin Pipe. Yeah. I <laughs> time will tell how well that form stacks up. Um, I don't really you got with these with these handicaps you can't really make much of the race until each horse has had another run or two afterwards and you see where the quality yeah. of the, how the quality of the race stacks up. Could be a good one. Could be a really good one. Um, Josh, you said he might be going, could be going chasing potentially. Um, definitely one to keep an eye on in the future, though. Um, but yeah, it was JP McManus one two to finish the festival. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, uh, no ordinary Joe in second. I, I, I think the bottom <laughs> having the bottom three. The, the, the bottom three is quite difficult, isn't it? It's quite I, difficult to put three in. I, I agree with Love Envoy definitely mm, in a seven. It's a. I have to say, in terms of the form and what, apart from Constitution Hill, apart from, apart from him, the, the, I think the standard of chasing was far better than the standard of hurdling at the festival. Um, and I think there are far more chases to take out of it than, than hurdlers, in my opinion. In, in Pass being the, the, being the exception for the future, um, obviously keeping an eye on State Man and whatnot, I think that could potentially be a, well, the, do they do they want to take on Constitution Hill? That is the question. That that is, and Marine National as well. But Barry Connell will. He definitely mm. will. But yeah. will they? And he'll he'll tell you Marine National should be a four to one on favourite um, <laughs> over the hill. But um, look, do they want to take on the hill next year? It's all of what the hill does. Surely. Well. Because well. Willie Mullins, because Willie Mullins talking about Imperial Pass, we mentioned this on the Cheltenham Review show, but you weren't there, Jack. Willie Mullins will just do the opposite. Will just will just do the opposite of what Constitution Hill does. It says with Imperial Pass. If yes. Constitution Hill goes chasing, Imperial Pass will go for Champion Hurdle. If Hill stays with Champion Hurdle, Imperial Pass will go chasing. Do, but, do you think that Willie could go? Well, I can win the Champion Hurdle, State Man, and send him chasing anyway. It. Whatever happens next year, it, okay. If Constitution Hill goes chasing next year, there will be an asterisk over the winner of the Champion Hurdle next year. That's all I'll say. Um, no, no, there won't be. There won't be. It'll no, be a good. It'll be a good. It'll be a good race in its own right, as it always is. Yeah, it'll be a good race, but you'll you'll know that there is a horse out there who could have, who who would win that race, who would beat you. Yeah, but you could say that about all horses that are, that transition from hurdles to. I don't. I don't. Think I mean, would would Time Hill have won the stairs? Well, not with a run in the brand advisory, but I I reckon I, re- I reckon Time Hill could have won that stairs. To be honest with you, and there would have been justice, but instead there was none. <laughs> Didn't win the Bartlett. Oh, you absolute crescent. <laughs> I mean the the what the one omission I'm 
I'm, I'm feeling about and no one else in this country will be feeling about is Magical Zoe because I think Magical Zoe was the best horse at the festival not to win. Who? Magical Zoe. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. We're in the, we're in the mayor's novices hurdle. Josh, we, we said this at the, the review show. Josh, I completely agree with you. I don't know about top ten though. <laughs> we'll, we'll move away from the mayor's novice hurdle. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, before we go, just a, just a, just a quick announcement. I'd just like to um, wish happy birthday to either the bravest or the most underachieving jockey out there, former <laughs> jockey out there, uh, Luke Harvey. Who, um, <laughs> if you ever Great get man he, over the jump, he was he was he could he, depending on how you look at, he was either the bravest jumps jockey or the biggest underachiever. In <laughs> so, if you've got <laughs> a spare two or three minutes, I go onto YouTube and look up. Barney Curley, epic rant, and he's him <laughs> taking on John McCrick and Luke Harvey. Um, and Barney directly Cur- Matt Chapman as well. And Matt Chapman as well. Three big personalities getting involved there. Unfortunately, um, Big John and Barney aren't with us anymore, but um, some characters, a couple of characters. Well, now you've put the pressure on me to get this out today. <laughs> well, yes, well, there you go. Do your job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. What a brilliant way to finish. Um, Jack, thank you very much for all your power rankings. My pleasure. As Miss Guy did, as some of the selections may be. Uh, but that's all, <laughs> that's all part of the fun. Uh, Josh, thank you very much for your insight as usual. Uh, listeners, thank you very much for taking the time to indulge in our podcast. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.